When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, Don't you dare be sour. Clap for your world famous two-time champs and feel the power. It's a new day. Yes, it is. For 12-pack radio, get excited, y'all. Welcome back, everyone, to 12-Pack Radio, your podcast source for Pac-12 football news, the home of the Beta Rank College Football Statistical Model. This is a sharp college football podcast where sometimes, sometimes, I forget to you know make the right setting on my microphone. So anybody that listened last week, my apologies. I feel, Rob, that our uh, our quality of work has deteriorated, much like the Pac-12 network. <laughs> so it's just kind of been like, you know, equal lines are going up and down the chart as we go. I don't know. It's, it's a, I mean, it's definitely there's definitely somewhere it's like I uh, like it's it's been there's been a lot of there's been a lot of the the work that I'm actually paid for. <laughs> yeah, there will be an injection of energy for next year as as everything you know settles through. I, it's funny because I was watching the Pac-12 Network and the commercials that are on there now are very similar to the commercials on like Fox News at 3 a.m. Right? It's like a lot of uh, uh, mesothelioma lawyers and gold, oh, yeah. <laughs> just like very, just very, it's like very low quality types of uh, advertising going on to the Pac-12. You could tell they're reaching right now. Yeah, for sure. It's like, all right, let's. Uh, it's definitely one of those like the. Um, it's uh, it's definitely like we we sometimes in my work we do, I deal with advertising, um, and it's definitely some of the stuff that like you might get classed as like a fire sale. Like there's been some there's been some fire sales for some advertising lately, and like Pac-12 Network could be in there. Yeah, scooping up everything they can, but yeah, you know, just get, get any revenue in that door. Um, I guess for, we for should Oregon start. State and Washington State. That's what I was. Yeah, that was where I was going. So Oregon State and Washington State won a lawsuit. Now you know, I'm sure it'll get appealed or everything. Where the, they the, the Washington owned. State Supreme Court has already put a stay, but. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll cover that later because uh, I'm curious. Basically, um, if you haven't been, fo- oh, one sec, I can't hear myself. Uh, basically, if you haven't been following, um. Uh, you know, of course, Oregon State and Washington State are trying to get the rights to the Pac-12 so that they can get revenue um, and so that they could basically, I, I would assume, buy out the Mountain West. So we'll just keep an eye on that as we move forward. They they want an initial decision, but I'm sure it's going to go back and forth for a while. But yeah. stick it to the man, B. Stick it to the man and the Cougs. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, for the rest of the conference, they, like, I, I feel like definitely like they deserve enough to cover their their expenses, but. I also, you know, I, f- I feel for Oregon State and Washington State. So, like, more power to you. Like, yeah. go for it. Yeah. yeah get, them lawyer, get them lawyers paid. Um, all right. So, we had an interesting week last week. Uh, some big games, obviously, Washington, Utah, uh, Arizona, Colorado. Not the biggest game, but it went down to the wire, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, USC, Oregon State, and then a little bit of things that happened at UCLA that uh, I don't think nobody really expected. Uh, but before we get into the specific games, the kind of big picture, did you hear the news that like UCLA is likely going to fire Chip Kelly by the end of the year? Have you heard this? I saw that. Yeah. I'm. I so here's the 
here's the thing maybe i mean so like i like one is like i mean i think if kelly beats usc like i think he's probably more than likely to keep his job still i would say um but i say this because like i ucla he's on a cheap contract and ucla does not care that much about football (laughs) like so yeah i mean you can you could like if it was i mean like that that loss was embarrassing um but if like i guess like i mean for me like look if if he could keep like if you know if if you can get assurances that Danton Lynn was coming back. Like I'd let Kelly stick around, right? Like, you know, he'll figure out the offense again. Well, yeah, there's also some grumblings out there that Dante Moore didn't get the NIL money that he was promised. I mean, it just seems like it's kind of, yeah, it's like kind of a disaster. Where's the money going to come from then for this? Like, well, I, I know, well, I mean, they, they, they're getting, they're getting the real Big Ten money, right? I think that's the, the thing. Yeah, so they or, do or get. Do they, they, I mean, they, have, they do have now. They do have. They are going to have bear the brunt of the travel costs. They in USC, you know, and Oregon and Washington. Um, yeah, but they also have to pay the cal, the calimony, right? Like the. <laughs> <laughs> the calibre, <that's> <laughs> um so like i mean because like, like the estimates are like 10 million dollars a year more in travel costs just for for usc and ucla um and they did not do them a solid with the um the, i mean they're not playing like they play usc every year but they don't play like oregon and washington every year um to like reduce travel a little bit for them so they they definitely i mean like i i Look, I mean, absolutely. Like, you want to like? I guess it's just hard. Like, it's hard to see UCLA coming out with like enough big money. To, I mean, like, maybe they go get Jonathan Smith. Maybe they go get Jed Fish, right? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. That could, but like, be that, those would be yeah. <laughs> getting rid of Chip Kelly. I mean, don't get me wrong; those are good coaches. But you're getting rid of Chip Kelly for that. I mean, it's like, it feels like you like the kind of splash that UCLA made when they went and got Chip Kelly, right? Like it would just feel pretty underwhelming to go out and get, I mean, I, I think Jonathan Smith's a terrific coach. I, I think people are dumb to ignore how good a coach he is. I also think, however, that like for your average college football fan, Jonathan Smith is like, not going to like, they're going to be like, who did they go hire? What? <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's it. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, I think one of the things that's interesting is Kelly has recruited poorly. Um, it has manifested itself on the offense this year, yeah. but not on the defense. The defense has been pretty so- very solid. And he went in the transfer portal and was able to pull people, yeah. which makes things a little bit easier. Um, you know, he swung and he hit on a number of them. We'll see if he can keep doing that. I feel like that tends to be pretty difficult if you're getting the second tier of players, which is what UCLA is getting, yeah. right? They're not going to come in and just pick off like a starter from Georgia or a starter from like Texas. They're, they're getting the lower, I mean, basically the transfers that have hit are all group of five rather than power five. So uh, we'll, we'll keep a focus on that as, as it moves forward. I just thought it was an interesting story to at least mention before we talked about the week. Um, any, any general impressions this week? Obviously there were the big games that we mentioned, but what jumped out for you, Rob? I mean, there were some, fun, I mean, there were some fun, there were some dumb games. <laughs> there were some really dumb games yes, in were. the Pac-12. <laughs> um, looking at you, Stanford. Looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, like, I think one of the things that jumped out at me was, uh, I mean, Arizona won, won a stinker. You know, like they 
did not play their best game by any stretch. Um, and I thought Colorado played pretty well, you know, like I, in particular offensively yep. against Arizona's defense. Um, but Arizona still managed to find a way to win on the road. I feel like that's like a, a, a reason, like a, a, another sign of like, you know, pretty good progress for the team. Um, and at least if you're an Arizona fan, like you, maybe you feel like, oh, we at least got that out of our system before we got to go play Utah. Um, yeah, well, of course, like the shock, which we talked about a little bit already, like the, you know, Arizona state just comically beating. I mean, that, like they were playing, like the, they were running swinging gate a ton like that. That was, that game was comical. Um, like you, you would just look up and you would just see, you would see, I don't like, I can't even like, it's been such a week. I've tra- I traveled all week this week for work. I was in LA. Um, but you know, like is Scadabo or anyone would be lined up at quarterback and there'd be three linemen in front of him. And then there, you know, the, the rest of the linemen would be lined up over, <laughs> you know, like with the receivers over near the sideline. Like it was bonkers. Um, and UCLA's defense had a really good game. UCLA's offense had a putrid, putrid game. Um, I mean, they they couldn't run the ball. Yeah, which was which was just crazy to me, right? Carson Steele was like ten for fifty or something yeah. like that. Ten for thirty-two. Holy smokes! Um, you know, now they were short two quarterbacks, right? Garbers wasn't healthy. Right. They went with uh, Schley. Uh, and, and I guess Kelly was trying to show me specifically calling me out in the middle of that game. This is why we don't play Colin Schley, Brian Conger. And, and I appreciated <laughs> that, but I also didn't appreciate them not covering the 17 right. spread. <laughs> that was a little rough. Um, yeah, I'm curious if we see Dante Moore again. I think that that's interesting that that was uh, something that kind of popped out a little bit about the NIL problem there. Yikes. Um, I thought Utah had a good game. I mean, then you- I, I mean like, you know, like I thought they had a good game against Washington. Um, you know, yeah. they ended up losing, but they finished minus one on turnovers. Like, I thought they played pretty well. I thought the defense played well in that game. Um, and I, th- I mean, Washington's defense is a problem, right? Like, letting Utah put up that. In the first half. In the first half, right? No points in the second half, which was interesting. Yeah, but I mean, like. No, no. I, I, that, yeah, that was exactly what ran through. As I was watching that, I'm like, oh, no. Right. <laughs> this is really No, bad. I mean, they did, like, they did turn it around. I mean, but, like, uh, you don't get extra points depending on when you give up points. Like. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe they all count. Points all count the same. (laughs) Like uh, when people pull this stuff out, it's just like it's like clear Texas sharpshooter stuff where you're just like, oh, okay, well, sure. Like they didn't. uh, I also did not get pulled over on any Mondays. So like kudos to me. Like the rest (laughs) of the days don't count. (laughs) Like, Like it's not. It, like the, you, you like it's, it's like when people do the middle eight thing and they're like, oh, like they scored in the middle eight. Like I always make the joke of like, oh, they scored in the middle eight. Everybody gets tacos and, you know, points count for one and a half. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, like all the points count the same no matter when they happen. Um, I, I mean, like they did. They definitely did. Like, I mean, I thought they did. But to your point, yes, they did buckle down a bit. Um but I mean, like Washington, I mean, the concerns that like the committee has expressed about Washington's defense are valid. Like they're not a good power five defense. That's a problem. Yep. yep. <laughs> Very excited to see what happens if they play like Georgia, but we hopefully they will make it through. I don't know. I think Oregon has something to say about that. Oregon definitely um, has, has, you know, has a say of whether that's now look, Washington can beat him again, you know, but like, oh man. 
Yeah, this backdoor cover by USC. Get out of my face, USC. I mean, I like I thought they were a dead man walking. I thought Oregon was just going to try to stomp on him, and they couldn't put him away in the second half. They they couldn't. I I thought that was interesting. Just you know, I think I think Oregon is still the best team in the Pac-12. Yeah. I think we're overrating how good Oregon is compared to some of the other teams that they'll play if they make it to the college football playoff. I just, I was, I was underwhelmed by what they did against USC. Am I, am I being unfair just because I bet on the spread robber? It was a pretty crappy backdoor by USC there. Um, you know, putting up 13 in the fourth quarter, but I mean, to Oregon's credit, like they, that game, they had that game, pretty much locked down in the third quarter, you know, um, and took their foot off, like clearly took their foot off the gas a little bit. Um, I mean, it is like, cause like, look, I mean, Washington also played USC. I mean, everybody in the pac 12 is like, I mean, played USC pretty close, right? Like it's only, it's only Notre Dame. They're really whipped them. (laughs) Um, I would not a great, I mean, a good Notre Dame team, not a great Notre Dame team. Um, but that is, I mean, that that on its own, I think, is a bit of a concern. Oregon had been playing well enough to be considered number one in beta rank, and they fell back after that performance against USC. They didn't, they, you know, Michigan's back at number one. Um, you know, and Oregon is, like, I, I don't, like, Georgia, I mean, this isn't a vintage Georgia team. This Georgia defense isn't as good as it's been the last couple seasons, right? And, like, the offense isn't as good as they were last year. Um, but, like... Yeah, I mean, I think there are real concerns. I think if you're, you know, like Oregon or Washington going up against Michigan or Ohio State or anything like that, like those are those are some tough teams. Yeah. All right. Well, we, we're going to have an abbreviated show this week just for some uh, scheduling issues. So let's get into a week 12 week 12. Do it right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, we're back. Friday. We got a Friday game, right? Friday night, 7.30 p.m. Colorado is a four and a half point underdog on Fox Sports One on the road. This line perplexes me, right? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I followed your lead, thank goodness, uh, last week, right? I, I wanted to believe, Rob. I wanted to cling to all hope that Washington State isn't falling off a cliff. And, and then they give up like 50,000 points to Cal. And, and just that game was crazy, too. I mean, like 39 yeah. to 42. Um, I. I that it's so worrisome, uh, Washington State. Look, I understand that Cal's offense is better, but again, like, uh, is it Francisco Mendoza, like the Mendoza line, uh, really, you know, <laughs> just two touchdowns, 150 yards. Like, you know, obviously, Jade not like did whatever he wanted on the ground, which is also worrisome when you think of Washington State. Um, you know, meanwhile, Colorado. Uh, I played really well against Arizona. I watched that whole game. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. It, it was interesting while I was watching it though. I still thought Arizona had a chance the whole game. Like even when yeah. they were down in the fourth quarter, yeah. they, they were moving the ball and, and they just, there was a control over that game. And I think really what happened was Jed fish realized, Oh, you know what I should do is run the ball against yeah. Colorado. Like the, 
you know, this isn't difficult. Like you don't need to make it more difficult than it is. And that worries me because who is a team that cannot run the ball in this conference? Oh, maybe Washington State. This I is know. just a really interesting matchup. I don't, what did you think about how, how do these two teams match up here? Look, I thought Colorado showed up and played man against Arizona and did it pretty well. Um, yeah, they did. You know, and I like in Washington State. Yeah, like that was like. So this is Colorado's at number sixty-four overall. Washington State's at sixty-nine. Um, Colorado's offense is at fifty-two overall versus number seventy-six for Washington State. Um, but Wazoo, like these teams are like mirror images of each other in a way. Colorado's at seventeen an effective pass. They're at one fifteen an effective rush. Um, but Wazoo's defense is at forty-seven ineffective pass versus one of three ineffective rush um so and then you flip it around like colorado's defense is at 127 ineffective rush versus 29 ineffective pass but then of course like <laughs> colorado or washington state's at 21 ineffective pass versus 122 ineffective rush like in your head you're like oh both of these defenses haven't been great like i'm sure there will be a ton of points and then you're like Maybe <laughs> like yeah, yeah, both, right. both of these teams are a little bit better um, <clears throat> at putting up at, at, at defending the pass are, are better at defending the pass than they are the run. And they're both be- like considerably better at throwing the football than they are running the football. Um, I don't, uh, I mean, if I had to like, if I had to choose which one might be better at running and this like, it might be Washington State. I just, I just think Colorado's offensive line is bad. But, but oh. how many times? That, I mean, like we've said this all year, and then I mean, I've, I've watched basically every Colorado game. How many times Shadur Sanders just like tiptoe around and like he hits somebody in the flat, he hits somebody in a crossing route. He like, it's just he. The wide receivers are legitimately good for Colorado, and yes. Sanders more than makes up. Not more than makes up, but he's good enough where that line doesn't worry me as much. I was shocked that Colorado was a dog, and I mean, I just think Washington State has fallen off a cliff, and now they got to face a team that um, their only weakness is something that you're terrible at. I just this line is crazy, and and the other thing too is when we were talking about Colorado versus Arizona, my hesitancy was like Arizona hadn't been there before. And we saw that, like, I mean, like yeah. a, an Arizona team that has a culture of winning goes into Colorado and beats that team by 10. Yeah. Um, they didn't, um, they did win, but I was also impressed with Colorado because the other side of that was, yeah, but does Colorado have an offensive coordinator and has that offensive line quit? And the answer is like, no, I mean, no ish. Like, yeah. I, I, I think this is still a team that has, that kind of has their, their stuff together a little bit. You know, maybe their jackets falling off as they're running to the bus, but they still have it on. I, I just... I don't know. I'm taking Colorado four and a half. Like I'll, t- I will gladly accept those points and I'm not afraid of Wazoo right now. I it's even, even in the Palouse, I just, I don't believe in this team anymore. Yeah. I mean, it is hard. I mean, they're, they're very much, they're very, very much struggling. I, I am going to take it's oh, four and a half tough. Is that what it opened at? What did that open at? <laughs> I don't know. Some of these lines have really, I was moved. Just like looking. the Arizona line has moved. I was just looking at this game. Oh, it opened at six. So it's come down. Ooh. All right. I am going to take, I am going to take Washington state. Oddly enough. I'm going to take have fun on that sinking ship, Rob. I mean, it's like, but which ship? I mean, like, <laughs> That's very true. Like, <laughs> 
man. It's such it, that's a really good. I mean, like six is clearly too much. So like, yes, I would be all over Colorado at six, but like four is like right about where beta rank has it. Right on. Okay. Um, next game up on a pat. This is so sad. It's on the Pac-12 Network. This is a good game. Utah number twenty-two. Utah goes into Arizona. And this line, you talk about moving lines. I want to see, I forget what this line opened at, but it is certainly not what it is now. I had it at one. It has now dropped down to a pick since like, I looked at the line and since we opened. So the limits went up and people hammered Utah. And I thought that was the right move. Now, this is at Arizona and a really, really good matchup. Um, obviously, we just talked about Arizona being able to at least take care of business on the road at altitude, which which is impressive, even against a Colorado team that's been fading. Um and like you mentioned, Rob, like Utah played well against Washington. They were able to put up points uh, in the first half. I thought they, for a while, were able to stick at least close enough on defense. Like it, Penix had to really earn that. Um, I, I, I was, uh, I mean, we both had Utah and, and we both not hit that one right. But yeah, um, this is a really, like, this is a fascinating matchup. I just, I just think that it's going to, I mean, I pick them though. Like, it's, so Circa, that's where Circa opened it as a pick'em. Like when Circa opened it, it was a pick'em. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and I've got Beta Ranks got this at Utah, the like with a predicted score of uh, Utah twenty four to Arizona twenty three. Wow. Okay. So hot darn, right, right on yeah. the right on the nose. <laughs> right on the nose. <laughs> well, well, let's match them up here because. Um, I think there's strengths all around here uh, for for both teams, uh, and and maybe a couple weaknesses here or there. What do we got? So this should be a really fun game. Um, this Arizona team right now, like their offense has really come together. Uh, in particular, they're sitting right now at number 19 overall on offense, which is an improvement from where they sat last season. Um, their offense right now, like their their drive efficiency under Fafita has improved all the way up to 30 overall. They were in the hundreds with Delora. Uh, but they do throw the ball better than they run it. They're number 12 in effective pass versus number 41 in effective rush. Now, this Utah team is excellent. The number five, <laughs> five in beta rank on defense. They struggle a bit with drive efficiency, um, but they're good at limiting big plays. So Arizona's going to have to be able to drive the football against them. Now they did do that pretty well against UCLA, um, but they like Utah split. They're number four in effective rush versus number fourteen in effective pass, um, and that effective pass number has been climbing a little bit as they've had to actually face some passing offenses. Um, that matchup, that matchup, like I think that's going to be a really good matchup. And Ari- like, also keep an eye out. Arizona's got really good special teams. Their place kicking is excellent this season. They're number three overall in special teams in beta rank right now. Like Tyler loop is hitting field goals. <laughs> um, like you flip it around though. Utah's offense is at 47 overall. Um, they're a run juggernaut. They're at number 14 overall in effective rush. So when they get yards, it's almost always being able to, to run the football now. I mean, I did think that Barnes had a decent game against Washington, right? Mm-hmm. Throwing the football around. Um, but they're at 89 in effective pass. This Arizona defense sits at 31 in beta rank overall. Um, and they do, like, what they're quite good at is defending the run. They're at 21 in effective rush versus 59 in effective pass. Um, they are struggling a little bit more to defend the pass this season. Um, 
and they've, I, I think they have been pretty good in their run fit. Um, that that makes this sort of an interesting matchup. I think, like like I said, like Baderank has this super tight. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Utes in this game. Um, you know, this just it feels like a game that you like Utah's gonna win based on like having been there before. That sounds like a dumb thing. I hate it when still, like people are like they've been there before. They rely on those kind of narratives. But I do think this is the kind of thing where like a younger Utah team and a, the Arizona staff might struggle a little bit with like the, like some of the pressure that I think is going to come with this game. Um, and also, I mean like this Arizona offense, like this is going to, I mean, they, they did well against UCLA's defense. This is going to be a big step up from who they were facing last week. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I wanted to take Arizona. I mean, we're both Arizona alums, but like I, 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 I got this team down. Like I, I know what this team is. Yeah. And I think that I'm, I am worried about the offense again against a really good defense i like fafita i think he's really solid but i love this utah defense and the stuff that they scheme up and i really do think the coaching staff is i mean excellent we already know that is excellent i think this is a game where utah comes in and they just are competitive enough i think the line is great like i thought this line would be around three and it's a pick that's a lot to ask of an Arizona team that has really found itself. But like Utah is a quality, quality defense and they can run the ball. Yeah. And I know Arizona is good at stopping it, but I just, I think that the defense is just leaky enough where they're going to give enough, give up enough points to, to lose, but lose close. I, I, this is just one of the best games of the year, actually, I think, especially yeah, in our conference. No, this is, I mean, it's going to come down to like, I mean, look, Utah's got a really good defense. They like, can Arizona can Arizona throw it on them, right? Like, I don't think that they're going to, Arizona's going to be able to go in there and run the football. Um, yeah. You know, and like, that's, I mean, that's what Arizona wants to do anyway, right? Like fish had to like remind himself to run the football against Colorado. Um, but you flip it around and like, I mean, and, and, and like if Utah, if Utah struggles to get the run going in this game, I mean, like it is going to come down to like, who's, who, who can do what they want to do on offense. Right. Um, yeah. a bit in this game. Right. Because they, like, I just, I think with Utah, like there's almost no shot Arizona comes in and pushes Utah around and runs the football. There is almost zero chance of that happening. Um, and I also have like very little confidence. Utah is going to come in and sling it all around the field against Arizona either. Like that's, I mean, Arizona's past defense is a little bit leaky this season, but I think that's a little unlikely um yeah so it is it's like it is going to come down to like i mean um god i've forgotten the guy's name is this the justin flow game <laughs> or is this <laughs> or or is this the game where like barnes you know like in the and they get the they get the run game going enough right but like it definitely does feel like a tight game the only way this game i feel like ends up you know, with anybody winning by like more than a possession is uh, turnovers. Like other than that, I think these teams are very close this year. Yep. The total's 46. So, I mean, Vegas is like basically saying these I have it at 47. I feel so good and... about this. Like I had it, I oh, had that's it as Utah, that's a low total, Utah yeah. minus one and yeah. 47. Like... That, I, I am interested in the under um, for the Colorado Washington State 62 and a half. Oh, so they, really? like, I actually agree with you on that. I think that's pretty crazy. Uh, th- there is a world where that game goes sideways, like the Cal, you know, Washington State team. But I, I actually don't. I don't think that yeah, it goes that way. Just based on the strengths of the teams. What do you got? I've got it. I've got it at 66. Oh, man. yeah. I mean, okay. like, I just uh, like uh, I've basically got it as like both of these teams are going to put up points on these idiots defenses. Uh, um, all right, next game we got UCLA 
um, on the road against USC. UCLA is a six and a half point underdog um, against a team that I thought was going to quit. And maybe I was looking at the wrong LA team that's kind of mailed it in. <laughs> Obviously, UCLA loses 17 to seven. Just an inexplicable loss for UCLA. I mean, just an awful, awful loss. Um, given the talent that they have on that team, given the defense, I know that ASU is like, you know, basically pulling every trick out of that hat, but that's those when a team has to do that, that's when you should win. And like, man, the, I, I thought the Dillingham hire was kind of ridiculous. Like, I mean, it was like, Hey, he's a young guy. Like, what is he going to do? Um, and he's really like, uh, shout out to that coaching staff and what they've been able to, to you know, make lem- lemonade out of lemons. It's just really impressive. Um, meanwhile, on the other hand, I mean, UCLA is just really bad, bad quarterback. They weren't be able, they weren't able to get it done on the ground. Uh, I, I'm worried. I, I was especially looking at what USC was able to do against Oregon. I thought USC played well, uh, given right. Obviously, the, the defense was kind of embarrassing, does it? But I, I just thought that they kept themselves together in a way that I was not expecting. And now they have a rivalry game against UCLA at home. This is in the Coliseum. Yeah. What, what do the numbers say here in terms of both of these teams? Well, this is a really interesting one because I like this USC offense is number eight overall in beta rank. They've clearly taken a step back from where they were last season. They absolutely rely on explosive plays. Um, but they're number five in effective pass versus 39 in effective rush. Um, they get a UCLA defense that's also at number eight um, that does a really good job limiting big plays. They're at number 14 in explosive drives. Um, and they're at 16 in effective rush uh, and number nine in effective pass. Uh, so there's like there is a big advantage there. Something to keep an eye on in this game is UCLA special teams stink. They're at 114. I don't think they feel like they can rely on their kicker to kick field goals. Um, now, UCLA's offense is at 67 overall. They're at 34 in effective rush versus 93 in effective pass. But UCLA's or USC's defense is at 92 overall. They're at 97 in effective rush. You're going to talk me into UCLA. And they're at 72 in effective pass. So this is the thing. Like, you, like, so to be clear, like, Arizona State's defense is the, like, for all the, the just true true dumb of the what what arizona state did offensively last week i mean just the the complete comedy of going out there and basically running like a gimmick offense that like teams mostly use when they're going for two (laughs) it's a dumb and like written in calligraphy right right that's that's that offense now arizona state's defense is at 32 overall right so like they came out and like they've like they've had some game they've had some games they had a really good game against Washington they had a good game against UCLA you know like those are very different right like <laughs> having a good game against Washington and having a good game against those are very different but um they're not bad and they like they came out I felt like with a really good game plan um I think UCLA is going to be able to run the football. Like, so like, like, like I always come back and I'm like, what did this open at? Where did this go to? It's like, I think people are, so it did open at six. Um, and then it hasn't moved a lot then. Um, but I've got it at USC. I mean, it's like the naive spread, which has been high this year because the rule changes is at six and three quarters. Um, but the the predicted score is USC thirty four and a half, um, UCLA thirty three. 
I mean, it all depends on like, do you think UCLA is done? <laughs> like, cause if they're done, then six isn't going to cover it. Like if they're done, if, if chip, if like, if people, if the rumors really are flying around the football facility, that chip's done. Right. And like Dante Moore is like out. People are pissed because they haven't been paid, you know, like, I mean, truly like if the employees haven't been paid, good luck. <laughs> but, yeah, that's right. That's right. But, but, like this isn't a startup. Like you, you need to pay your employees. Um, but if that's the case, then yeah, like six isn't going to cover it, right? But like if the other part of it is like you are you are betting that USC like holds that holds a lead. Not like I think USC wins, but the buy how much is hard. Yeah, I I want to see Colin Schley with my own two eyes beat UC beat USC. Oh I just I, I don't I just do not trust that off. And I do think this is a scenario where USC um, takes out some frustration. I just think that that's a team that really has been disappointed. This is an opportunity at home to beat your rival. I know this is like not narrative. Like this is all narrative based. I can't wait to see this I, defense again. Like US, UCLA's defense against this USC offense. Like I can't wait. That is another really good matchup this week. Yeah. Yeah. And like, but I think the thing that was interesting to me was that Oregon got to, to cause, cause my big thing on, on taking Oregon last week was they're going to get to them. And, and Caleb's going to run around and have to do stuff. And, and like we saw what happened when Notre Dame got to him. Yeah. I don't think UCLA's line is as good as, uh, or like, are they Latu probably is. as good Latu as Oregon's is. line? Latu is like a, like a, okay. maybe not a day one pick, but he's a day two pick. And the Murphy twins ain't bad. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and, and Toya. Um, yeah, they do have a really good line. It is <sighs> one of those. It's just like, oh, there's just so, there are so many things to like. And like, I still don't like USC's receivers. <laughs> like. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take USC. I, th- I think UCLA is done. Get them out of All my right. face. Well, we're going to disagree here. I'm going to take the Bruins. Okay. Okay. I think, so they, I respond, got, I I think they respond for Chip. Do you take Arizona or Utah? I took Utah against the Utah with okay. the against the pick em, I got Utah. Got it. All right. We got uh, three more games to get to and we'll get to them right after this. All right. We're back. The Kingslayers, Arizona State, hosting the Oregon Ducks at home. Wouldn't it be funny, Rob? Wouldn't it be funny? No, Oregon is <laughs> America's in- team, America. not Michigan. Arizona State, America's right. team. Uh, Oregon is a twenty-four point favorite uh, on the road at Arizona State. This Arizona State team is so incredibly banged up. They are they are basically like if you're in Madden, it's like the fifteenth play sheet where you're like trying to figure out, oh, what's that? And that's what that's what ASU yeah. is running at this point. Uh, but they good at, they do like you mentioned have a good defense. They were able to take uh, care of um, uh, of UCLA. They have kept it competitive against USC and Washington, by the way, um, bat- and, and games that have been pretty impressive just in terms of keeping things together. Um, Oregon comes off of, I wouldn't say an emotional win, like I, and I would actually say a not impressive win over USC, uh, but they are yeah. on the road. It is tough to play in the desert. Um, what do the numbers say here, Up. So this is a really, really interesting matchup. I mean, I say that about all of them, but whatever. Like I find things interesting. Anyway, Cal, this Cal Oregon Stanford offense is not an interesting matchup, by the way. So we, we, no, we, that's we don't not. have to there's, say that. There's, 
I don't. Okay, so I don't say it about every like. There's there, there are exceptions. Future ACC members. <laughs> so uh, this Oregon offense is number two overall in beta rank. They're very very good. They're I mean they're they're a little bit behind where LSU is, but they're still very very good. Um, they're at number fifteen overall in effective rush, number two in effective pass. Now this is a much harder matchup for this Arizona State defense which is at number 32 overall like we said um they're at 67 and effective rush versus number 16 and effective pass they absolutely trusted their corners to basically play man and they loaded up the box against ucla and that worked that is not like this is like so for them like you can see you're like oh like you could do that against ucla like you could load up the box and play man no problem bring your safeties down you're fine. <laughs> you know, like what's UCLA going to do? Like, and you can see why against Washington, this defense had a really good game. They are good defending the pass. They played man a lot against Washington too. Um, this is, this is a much more diversified Oregon offense yeah. <laughs> and then Washington. Um, and certainly like they're a lot better than um, UCLA. This is a really like, I just want to caveat like they've been really good. Um, some of what has really worked for them, though, has been like they've had some some matchups that are favorable. Um, this this Oregon defense is also quite good. They're at 16 overall in beta rank. Um, they're at number five in effective rush. Now, they are at 30 in effective pass. I think that's part of like why the Washington matchup in particular is hard for this Oregon team because where they do struggle is defending the pass. This matchup against Arizona State, who is at number 90 overall in beta rank offensively, 101 in effective rush versus number 65 in effective pass for Arizona ASU. I I think and and the model the model thinks this could get ugly. Um so beta rank has this at um Oregon 41.8 to Arizona State eight and a half basically Mm -hmm. so basically 33 and a half um you know versus that 24 i i like oregon i like oregon versus that line i think the defense does it does a really good job here and just keeps giving good field position position. like that that's where i think look hats off to arizona state i think i've picked against them like three games in a row i'm gonna do it a fourth time like i'm sorry you know shame on me the fourth time if i'm wrong but I mean, this Oregon, this Oregon team is good. I think they still need to play hard. They still need to to make a statement. They are on the outside looking in right now. Um, yeah, yeah get, I'll I'll lay them. I just I think that some of this stuff is going to not not bode well against a really good defensive minded coach and with with no. No, I mean, I think Oregon, I mean, like, look, Oregon knows that Washington struggled with this ASU team. Like, I think they want to come out and blow the doors off them. Well, I said that about USC and that didn't turn out so well. That's true. That's true. But this one, like, I just, this one, like the, the really good field position that ASU was able to like get against UC, like it's just not going to be there in this game. Like this is going to get poured on. I feel like can get ugly. Yep. Yep. Uh, All right. We're both taking Oregon. Next game. 3.30 3.30 p.m. on Pac-12 Network, where it belongs. Uh, Cal is a seven-point favorite on the road against Stanford. I don't know what to do with this game, <laughs> Rob. Like, oh, Lord Almighty. Um, Stanford, by the way, just got rolled and smoked by Oklahoma, or by Oklahoma, I'm sorry, by Oregon State last week, 62-17. to 17. Um, uh, I mean, basically, 
I mean, DJ, you had a decent game, but like Damian Martinez certainly had a good game. Um, seven in a rivalry game. Um, Cal. This game is dumb. You know, drop. <laughs> this game is dumb, but like Cal dropped 42 on, on Washington State. Um, I mean, they have a run game. Like, I, I'm interested with the numbers say here because in my head, I'm thinking that that Cal, I just think Cal's a more complete team, but. I need to see the advanced stats to kind of get a feel for how much more complete uh, than Stanford. Because, I mean, there's a reason that they're only hanging a seven in this game with a Stanford team that's like basically half. Yeah. So Cal's at 61 overall in beta rank. Stanford's at 88. Um, Cal's offense sits at 53 overall. Um, And where they're actually pretty good is drive efficiency. And that's something to keep an eye on because Stanford really struggles at stopping drives. Um, number 25 in effective rush for Cal versus 74 in effective pass. The Stanford defense is pretty bad. Number 109 overall in beta rank. They're at 108 in effective rush versus 98 in effective pass. Um, you flip it around and Cal's defense is really struggling. They're at 80. They're at 70 overall. They're at one, one thirty in drive efficiency. They're better at limiting big plays but you can absolutely put together drives on them. They're at 35 in effective rush versus one, one ten in effective pass. Um, like, so Cal, like Cal definitely is a team that runs the ball and stops the run, uh, which is how Wazoo put up points on them. Right. You're like, how did this happen? Like, Oh, it turns out <laughs> their defense is as leaky <laughs> on the back end. Now Stanford's at 87 overall in beta rank. Um, they're at 92 in effective rush. They're at 72 in effective pass. Like it's not always pretty, but they can move the ball a little bit in the air. I, so the, the, like the, the naive spread is actually closer to where this game opened. The naive spread is actually um, almost six points. Um, Cause this is at Stanford. So it's 5.99. Um, and then it opened at seven, uh, but the predicted score is only Cal 31 to Stanford 27. Um, hmm. I, I'm going to go, I am going to go with Stanford here because I think they're going to be able to throw the ball enough to put up some points against Cal. And they do have a little bit of a special teams advantage in this game. I do think like Cal's going to win this game. Um, but this feels like a dumb game. This feels like a really, I mean, like Cal plays nothing but dumb games. <laughs> Ah, uh, I just feel like they're a more complete team, but that seven is so they're, they're hanging that seven. Like a complete and, Cal like is like, that far apart. How complete are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take the points. I'll take the points. I, I think I know I, I just Stanford Stanford in spates have, have been decent. Um, and I just yeah. think in a rivalry game, um, I'll, I'll, I'll take the points and I'll just roll the dice with a, I mean, the difference in their record, I mean, like, now they are clearly like there's a decent gap between them and advanced stats. That's true. But like the matchup is the matchup itself is a little closer because of the way that the offenses and defenses skew a little bit. Um, Or at least it looks that way on paper. We'll see. (laughs) I got you. Yeah, I got you. All right, let's go. Unfortunately, we got to quickly get to this Washington, uh, Oregon state game, which is awesome. Number five, Washington is a one point dog on the road at research stadium against Oregon state. This game is fascinating. I'm so glad this is on ABC. It's in prime time. It's going to be watched heavily. I don't believe in this Oregon state secondary Rob. I don't. I've, I've looked at this line does, and I understand. Like apparently. I, under- 
Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> look, research stadium is really freaking hard to play in. Um, and I, I, I want to take Oregon state. Cause I've, I've, I've seen this movie like a thousand times in this conference and it is so hard to play there. I don't think this Washington state, this Washington team is a complete team. Um, I do think that Oregon state has enough on the ground and through the air to make this competitive. It's going to be wet. It's going to be cold. It's going to be obnoxious. It's going to be loud. Um, but I, I just wonder how much better Washington's quarterback is in that passing offense is against the secondary of, uh, of Oregon so This state. is interesting because this opened at Washington by two. Um, and it moved, right? Yeah. So like the, sh- the sharp money can't like, cause it's, this is like casual, casual betters are not coming in and moving the line on Oregon state, Oregon state's favor. Yeah. So like right. sharp money came in and moved this towards the beeps. Um, so this was like, and look, Bader Inc has Oregon state at 12 and Washington at 14 right now. Um, this Oregon state offense, like for everything that like DJU like makes you scratch your head, they're at number nine overall in beta rank right now. Um, they're at number 17 in drive efficiency. They actually put up big plays too. They're at number nine in explosive drives. They're at number six in effective rush versus number 13 in effective pass. They get a Washington defense that is not good. They're at 45 overall in beta rank. Um, they're at 47 in effective rush versus 57 in effective pass. Um, both of these teams have good special teams units. Oregon state's at eight. Washington is at 15. But you flip it around, and this is where, like, uh, like, and I held back saying this, like, this is where the model sees, like, Washington, even though they're the lower-ranked team, like, the predicted score, uh, they're the lower-ranked team on the road, the predicted score actually likes the Huskies. Um, so it's number five overall offense for Washington. They are excellent at putting up big plays. Number two in explosive drives, the Beavs struggle to contain big plays. They're at number 52 overall. Um, Washington, of course, Number one, an effective pass versus 96, an effective rush. This beef defense is decent. They're they're about where we thought they'd be. Like, they didn't fall all the way off the map. They're middle-of-the-road power five defense, 34 overall. But they're at 28, an effective rush, and 56, an effective pass. Now, the predicted score from the model flips it. It is Washington 40 to uh, Oregon State 34. And I like the Huskies here. I do. I think the I think the Washington State Washington passing defense is going to get it done. I do think they're going to give up some freaking points to this Beavs offense, though. Yeah, that's my worry. My worry is like I want to take Oregon State so bad, like so very bad, because I've just I've seen this over and over and over again. But man, that that Washington, like if Penix is rushed and if Penix is nervous, this game is over and Oregon State wins by ten. No, if, if they, if in any way that like if if why if if Oregon State could have Arizona State's secondary, they would blow Washington out, but they don't. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my! I I'm gonna take the Beavs. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so he, and here's why. Here's why. No, no, I, I don't disagree. I think this is a great game. Like you can talk. I, like you can talk you into it. You can talk yourself into this easily. I think they're gonna be able to move the ball. I think that Washington's defense has has shown the wart. I think Jonathan Smith is a great play caller, um, and it's at home, and it's and it's going to be loud. And there have been games where I just see that Oregon State team that is not as talented as as this one is just be able to really put things together and rattle the other team. 
Um, but but I'd, like I am, I, but I can see a scenario Washington just every every possession. It's just seventy yards, thirty yards, seventy yards. Like that that is certainly a possibility. Um, and I'm betting against Michael Penix, but um, and I've been trashing this Oregon State secondary, and I know I'm betting against it this time. I was going to say, like, I was, uh, I, as soon as you brought that cup out, I was like, oh, he's picking Washington. I know. I it's just, it, I, I think that this is one of those games where you see uh, a team that's more complete all around beat a team that's a, like elite and an outworldly level through the air. So. I'll take Oregon State. Oh man, I'm so glad this game is at 4:30. What a what an awesome. I think it's interesting. It's like you could like you you could you almost feel like it's guaranteed that Washington is going to finish minus one on turnovers in this game because it's in Corvallis. Not because the Beavs' defense is particularly good, just because it's like that's what it's happens. in Corvallis at night. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Know? That's right. It's going to be well. It's at 4:30. So it'll it'll get it gets dark up here. Like it's yeah, yeah, it does. I, mean, like, <laughs> like I live I live up I'm here. Not, like I had to switch. I had to switch. Like I had my headlamp out for like walking the dog in the morning, and I'm like, nope, I need that at night now. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's right. Okay. Well, hey, let, I would love to talk about this game a little bit more. We do have to wrap this one up a little bit early. So sharpcollegefootball.com, YouTube Sharp College Football, where Rob's uh, putting up great stuff. Um, we have a few more weeks, and we'll definitely do bowl season. So we're looking forward to that, and we'll catch everybody next week.